0: Live from the Motor City all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports. From college football to NASCAR, we've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, And join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime.
1: Well, thank you all for being here. It is Thursday night, July the 27th. Whether you're watching us live, you're going to watch us in the future. Thanks for tuning in. Tim's here with us. So thanks for being here. Uh, we got a good show today. Uh, A lot is actually going on in this kind of a dead period of what we call sports. Uh, So can't wait to get to all of that. Um, Before we get there, I want to thank our sponsors, CW Construction, who build about anything you want, quality craftsmanship. Uh, Look at the products on your screen. They do anything from full builds, remodels, pools, fireplaces, whatever you want. Um, the other one is Davis Gaston Davis Personal Injury Attorneys, uh, in Tennessee and Georgia. Um, feel free to give us a call if you ever get injured. Hopefully, you never need us, but sometimes you might, or a loved one might. Also, the kitten can get you out of jail. Uh, but without further ado, getting back into the show tonight, um, we have a great show. As I said, but a great show is nothing without a great cast. So. Uh, the people of the show you guys probably already know, but let's welcome them each and every time. Tom
0: Good evening, good evening uh rough rough night for me today. uh went out prior to the show for dinner and uh I had a I had a a uh, a nice cocktail and uh it might have put me over a little bit so uh, ready to get this thing underway.
1: <laughs> get ready for some reckless speculation Brandon oh,
2: absolutely. Glad I made it on time, boys. It was cutting it close tonight.
1: Oh, <laughs> daddy, you know
2: what? Daddy, daddy duties with Cheerleading Camp and the finale show. So it was uh I was a little worried about making it on time.
1: If we if we had an edit function and if we had that, I'd go back and I'd introduce Raj first because he's finally on time and I'm still introducing him last. It's the creature of habit to introduce him last because he's never on time. I wish I would have <laughs> done that. In reverse, Roz, welcome. Yay! Yeah. Uh, you, welcome should have, on time. you should have put you know, a in the chat, be like, Hey, I'm here on time tonight. Oh, sorry. Wait,
3: it it's fucking Wednesday, right? I just thought
2: <laughs> no, I it's today. Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday.
1: He's the next Wednesday, Wednesday. waiting for the show to start. I
3: thought I wasn't 24 hours late. <laughs> I'm actually on time because <laughs> <laughs> that's we, what it takes, dude.
1: We, no, we you, knew no, we you saw you know, in you the was, notes.
0: We saw no, you Raj, in the notes, so we knew you were Raj,
3: here.
1: Raj, you just thought you were late from last week. Dude, like, are they ever going to start this show? Yeah, I mean,
3: seriously, dude, what's wrong with this guy? You um, can tell the world, too, we have a pre-show meeting on Monday, and I don't really <laughs> keep up with the text. And I'm like, why am I This <laughs> is the, the first time Raj made the show on time. <laughs> I made it She's only time the month, only one body. in the room. I'm like, why am I the only motherfucker here? And, of course, then I looked and read the text thread, <laughs> and we weren't meeting Monday
1: so it's uh, it's
3: amazing how that works i'm surprised to see mm -hmm. you guys here thought it would be
1: just me well guys good good to see you guys good to be with you guys and uh unfortunately we have to take this laughing intro into something very serious um as the whole world knows at least the sports world knows Bronny james lebron's oldest son um suffered a cardiac arrest i don't I don't personally want to get into medical things that I don't know anything about. Um, I'm going to just talk about generalities because there's so much we don't know. We do do know that he's out of the ICU. He appears to be stable, whatever that means. Um, LeBron and his wife have issued a statement. They thank everyone for their thoughts and, you know, and and, and good wishes at this time. Uh, Raj, uh, You have more contacts in L.A. than we do. Obviously, he's a freshman at USC. Uh, What were your thoughts when you heard this news? I mean, obviously, we were all shocked. But What what were your thoughts?
3: I mean, I just couldn't believe not again, as you kind of alluded towards uh, last year on July 1st, five-star freshman Vince Uachukwu had suffered from cardiac arrest at USC. Um, for those who don't know, uh, you know, just think in terms of arrest, like arrest, that's basically it. Your heart halts. It stops. It's done. Uh, it could be for a moment. It could be a second, but it is absolutely life threatening, uh, eight or nine out of 10 people that are not in a hospital or near medical attention die. USC leaves for Greece next week. And God forbid it would have been a week later. Um,
1: That's a great point Mm -hmm.
3: Yes Um, It's uh, The USC staff Had experience and It's like a fingerprint No two are alike Uh, But that experience From Vince helped In Brawny And uh, you know He was fortunately out of the ICU within 24 hours and he's home Resting and we know that he is going to have like literally the best possible medical care on earth because obviously budget, I mean, it shouldn't be for anybody, you know, with children, but literally in this case, it wouldn't be. So um it was just shocking. And for those that think, well, USC is doing something wrong. I mean, by our basketball program's results, we know that I'm just sorry, it's a bad joke, but, uh, No, it's – you're essentially – if it didn't happen now, it's going to happen tomorrow.
1: We'll get get to that. I want to hold off on the USC training program for a second. I just want to get go around and see what people's thoughts were. Brandon, obviously, you have Ohio roots. And um, while you're not the biggest NBA fan, um, you're a father. And um, so did this – did this hit you – the news hit you harder as – a sports fan or a father?
2: Uh, probably more of a father, for sure. It, that's just a scary, scary situation to be in. It, you know, you have a, a kid that is, you know, a prime athlete and top of his class. He's college athlete, you know, f- physically fit. Everything's great. And then something like this happens it's completely unexpected out of left field. Um, You know, that's on the sports side. And then, then you look at it as a, as a father, it's completely blindsided. Like you, uh, you always expect to outlive your kids and then never see anything like this happen. Um, Especially at that age. What is he? 19. So, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, so sad that that happened. Um, glad he's he's in recovery and doing well, but uh, I, I'm very anxious to see what comes out and, and what the study is on how this happened.
1: Yeah, so Tom, and I want to ask you this question. Um, so to me, and do you agree or how you were feeling the moment? To me, when I heard this news, I was floored. Like floored. That is Because this isn't a five-star athlete who came up and your yearly physicals missed it. This is a five-star athlete who his dad is the most controlled body person maybe we've ever seen in sports. Mm-hmm. So he had access to all of these sleep chambers, this, all of these metrics to figure out, like, I I don't know how this was missed. And so to me, that was just shocking. I mean, and I'm glad the kids, obviously we're all glad the kids. Okay. And we literally, the thoughts to the family, it's, it's terrifying, but that to me, that was what was shocking to me. What, What did you think?
0: Well, I for me, it's it's you think of, you know, LeBron James, it, it, it's it, someone that's you would think is invincible and you would feel like his son, who's who's been in the news the last two years, he's really built up a name for himself, not really riding the coattails of his father. So you, you don't really look at this as a situation where um, you would expect that to happen to to that name. So I think that's the most shocking aspect of it. It 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 brings this lifelike figure we'll say in LeBron James and it, it makes him real. It brings him down to, to earth at, at, at a normal level. Um so it just it's shocking and, and to think that it could happen to him and without even being noticed by any any type of physical yeah. or anything in that, that's the scary part. It, it just tells you that no one is uh, immune to a situation happening, and and God forbid it happened again to any other kid, regardless of who they are. So, um, well, but for me, it's the, the the veracity of of who it was that that was the most shocking.
1: Tom, do you think Bronny plays for USC at all? It, it, remember, for people who don't know, it's. One year removed from college, you go to the NBA So yeah. it's just this one year of college, all he has to play, he's eligible for the draft. Play or not play. Do you think he plays for USC this year?
0: I, if we wouldn't have experienced what DeMar Hamlin went through and he's coming back to play, I would have said no. But I think since DeMar Hamlin situation, it, it, there is a chance. So I, I think he does play. I don't know about this year, but I think he does play at some point.
1: Okay, quick follow up. Would you play? Yes or no?
0: Oh. Uh, me? No, because if I'm if I'm Bronny James, I've already got millions and millions of dollars coming to yeah. me. So, um but no, I mean it, it would take a whole lot. It would take a lot several opinions in my uh, for me to want to play again. That that's uh, Brand, really
1: Brandon, Brandon, do you think what happens next? Does Bronny play for USC?
2: Depends on the NIL structure, I think.
1: Um, I mean, money's not a thing to them. It's not,
2: but, you know, having your own outside of your your parents says something. So, I think that has a little bit of play with it. Okay. Would you play if you were him? Depends on the NIL structure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Raj, Raj. And we and we laugh. This is not matter. Raj, what does Bronny play for USC?
3: Well, let me first say Hamlin was back practicing in a very difficult sport five months after the injury. With Vince, he went down July first. He played in his first game January twelfth. With Bronny, it's up to him. He, again, is going to have the best care there is. If he doesn't play. Does he go to the NBA draft and there's that element of mystique and get picked high? Perhaps, but the expectations will be extremely high. And for many of those that have watched Bronny play basketball, he is a skilled basketball player. He is going to be trying to living up to an un, incomparable individual in his father. Yeah. He is more of a four-star than a five-star. For those of us, I think most mm-hmm. people agree that have watched his yeah. game, though um you're gonna have the weight of the world on him and if it doesn't go right in the nba which i don't think it will the rest of his life he'll be that guy the flip side would be you know it's very difficult to to come out and prove yourself in x amount of months now vince is coming back for his sophomore year does brawny do that or is this kind of a reason why hey he can come back for his sophomore year and he missed half you know what i mean like it was sure. a good, like, he's not good enough if he doesn't go straight to the NBA. Um, But uh, overall, he's a competitor. And I think he would want to play. Now, if he didn't want to deal with all the bullshit and having to live up to his dad's expectations, if that's a thing, then this is, you're out. I mean, this is a way to stop playing basketball. You know, um, a lot of kids, you know, Snoop's son was a hell of a football player. Uh He was a four-star. He he stopped to be a, a mogul, an entertainment entrepreneur. Uh, not the same in terms of comparison. And actually, oddly enough, different. But my point is, he can pivot all sorts of directions. And I, I think he plays at USC, or he doesn't play at all.
1: Yeah, Tim, Tim, uh, uh, Tim just made a great point on something that Brandon said it's important to have your own money. And Tim, I don't know if y'all saw this comment. Tim just said, LeBron, yes, as a parent, give him an insane amount of money not to play. Make sure he's set for life because he's worried about his health more than what, more than basketball. Um, that's a valid point. LeBron, it, I, it, I think he has that no matter what, dude. That's well, what I'm saying. Like
3: generations of that family are set up for life. Yeah,
1: I know. I know, but I mean, Le- no. LeBron can say, "I don't want you to play because I'm worried about your health,"
3: and he can say, "I want to." Yeah, play, but you, take look my at, own yeah, back, you look at yeah, you look at Bronny, and, and you know? like
2: he's got to make his own way. That's the thing. Like, I think that's the deciding factor here. Uh, and you know, I. I would. Well, it, hope well, that he wants to I, stay. I, I, and I think get what, that experience. I think I think what
1: Cam's going at is it's almost like a coach in football taking the helmet away. Hey, I got to save you from yourself. Oh, trust
2: me. I mean, if I was in that position, I would yeah, I'd pull pull the yeah. cord as well. But, you know, looking at it from Brian's perspective, and, and a child with that much potential, you want to make like a splash, you're not going to live up to your dad per se. Uh, maybe you will, but I mean, that's a tall mountain. I, ball, but
0: huh? I, I feel like LeBron or Bronny's kind of done his own thing. He's he's kind of mm-hmm. made a name for himself. He's he's tried to avoid being LeBron James's son, um, right? You know, he doesn't really talk a whole lot, you don't hear him talking a, a yeah. much, and and you know, you got to respect a kid for that, that fact that he's not. He's out there working hard. He's hustling. He's not trying to just sit back and 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 get somewhere because of who his dad is. Bro
1: yeah. wait, 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 wait. Sorry guys. Raj, Raj, I'm going to I'm going to ask you the toughest question I'm going to ask you this last year. I want you to be brief. Does USC have somewhat of a training problem? This is two years in a row the same thing has happened. Is are there whispers in the USC program that something may be going on?
3: No, it, it wasn't in, inevitable. And I'm going to say quickly... In both cases
1: in two states, years?
3: Well, it this is a, a common problem, and as many know, young black men can be genetically predisposed uh, to basically cardiac arrest, and it's something called hypertrophic cardio cardiomyopathy. And basically, it's... I can go into the details of what each word means in Latin, but it, it's essentially... A, a thickening of the heart muscle and that restricts, restricts blood flow uh, to the heart and get cause, you know, off, like through arrhythmias, the heart can stop. And it is more prevalent in young black males. Uh, from two, 1999 to 2012, there was a decrease in these instances from 2012 to 2018 deaths among black males under the age of 35 uh, were up. I wrote it down 35% and they don't know why um, for any parent, you know, it's most important to have an emergency action plan. Anything in any sport. It's not just your heart. If they're lightheaded, short of breathing. Uh, I going. You this is
1: going to be my toughest question all night. Sorry to cut you off. We got no, time on no, this so, it's, it's,
3: it's basketball, too. It's anaerobic. Yeah, it, it's yeah. the highest sport by far.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So we're talking about the James money um, to newly found Herbert money. So Herbert gets paid. Five years, 262.5 million, 133.7 guaranteed. If he gets injured, 193.7 guaranteed. So if he gets hurt, almost 200 million guaranteed. Um, you hear these numbers, he is now the highest paid uh, player in the NFL at $52.5 million a year. We got Lamar Jackson at 52 million and hurts at 51 million dollars a year. So my question is, Raj, I'll let you keep talking. Did the Chargers did the Chargers make the right call pulling this trigger with this amount of money?
3: Hell yeah, man. It's 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 one after the other. And real quick, you know, let's just April 17th, Jalen Hurts signed. Average annual value 51 million. 17 days later, Lamar Jackson signed. Average annual value 52 million. About 80 days later, Herbert signs. And of course, he's got to have a little bit more because he's the next in line. 52.5 million. It it it's just it follows suit. It's protocol. There's politics to this, one after the other after another. Timing. This guy's. About in the same league, but he's a little bit better. Case in point: Kyler Murray got forty-six point one million, which at the time was more than Deshaun Watson's forty-six million. So basically, his the agents and everybody said, "All right, he's better than this guy. Let's give him you know X amount, and he got point one million more."
1: All right, uh, Brandon. Of those three, Hertz, Herbert, and Jackson, who do you take? Who who, who would you take if you start a franchise? Oh
2: man, that's tough. I'd probably take Hurts. I think I, it's it's a coin flip, really, between him and Lamar. Um, personally, I like Hurts. What he did in the Super Bowl last year was phenomenal. One of the best quarterback performances we've seen in the Super Bowl. So, uh, pretty good. I like Hurts.
1: So you'd have Herbert the third of those three. would. okay.
3: Hertz is two years younger than them both, by the way.
1: Yeah, uh, Tom, and then I'm gonna circle back to the, the other two of you, Tom. Where do you rank Herbert in your top ten?
0: Uh, I think he's probably, probably. I got,
1: I got, three. Wait, hold on, hold on. I get the notepad out for this. I get the notepad and the pen. <laughs> All right, Tom, I, t- Tom, I would Tom.
0: probably put him at three.
1: All right, number one, Mahomes, obviously.
0: Mahomes and
1: Allen. Um,
0: I I like Joey Burrow? B. I think he's Burrow. number
3: two, which is another but, interesting discussion. After yeah, 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 barring a,
0: a calf injury, but yeah, I think um, to build a franchise around. Um,
1: uh, yeah Mahomes, and, and there's Burrow. not there's
0: not much of a difference between two and three, so not far. Totally off, not far off.
1: Wait, who is your third? Herbert. Oh, okay.
3: Josh Allen.
1: Then four was the Allen. Uh, nice. Four would
3: be hurts. Four Hertz. would be hurts.
0: Um, I'd go five. Josh Allen and then five. Uh, a Lamar.
1: Okay, hmm. one, two, two three, time. four, five, six. All right. Uh, all right. So where is Aaron Rodgers' fault? Who? All right. All right so. <laughs> All right, Raj, that so that's the list. Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Hurts, Allen, and Jackson. Yeah. What's what me. do you strong what do you strongly to disagree with?
3: I don't put Lamar up there because of the injury history. I actually like Joey, Joe Scheiste, number two as well. He's a winner and a leader. And he just when it comes down to it, he makes the throw. Um, I put Hertz at three. And uh, between Josh Allen and Herbert. You know, to me, it's it's who can win, and let's be real. I mean, they both had good teams, and neither have been able to get to the next level. Uh, so it's a toss-up. Herbert hasn't even won a playoff game, so I guess I'll go Josh Allen, then Herbert.
0: Um, Terry Sloan was asking, uh, do we know if it's a calf or an Achilles? Have they? I haven't they, seen. They, uh, they say it,
1: calf, but they're saying, saying calf. Yeah. Yeah. All right,
2: right, Brandon. Who do
1: who do? What's your what's your QB list?
2: Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Lamar, Allen, Herbert.
1: All right. right. I you know I I think I go. Uh, I think I I, obviously Mahomes. Um, I go Allen second. Then hurts. Then Burrow, even though know, he's a bomb. What's your favorite
2: TV? Wow.
1: Favorite guess, fantasy TV. And then I go Jackson Herbert, and then uh, after that, it gets it gets real tough. I
0: I think for me, Allen. If Allen learns to uh, eliminate some of the contact he takes. If he kind of learns how to, uh, maybe I don't need to go head up with the the linebacker and saves his body. I think he'll be more consistently a, a, a top two or three quarterback. But he's he's too aggressive to a fault almost because it halfway through the season his body just starts you know shutting down on him and it, and it hurts well, his stats.
3: That's a great well, point. And he's Kerbert's like Rodgers. He's a hell of a pocket passer, which equals longevity.
2: I was gonna well, say I, I bet you this this year, Rodgers finishes top five quarterbacks for sure.
1: That's well, I'll, I'll uh,
0: that's a reckless speculation there.
1: I will say this bet <laughs> for, for Mahomes to be locked in on his contract at his age, it may be the best contract in the history of sports. Um, for what I mean, he's gonna be once Burrow gets signed. And the next, he's gonna be the like the sixth or seventh high paid player, and he's he's in a whole world of his own. Like you don't right
3: think now, he renegotiates? He's eighth right now. He'll be ninth after uh Burrow.
1: Not yeah yeah the
0: average annual value. I'm not yeah, surprised, Tim's Tim's uh, making this comment.
1: Oh gosh. Uh, uh, all right, so. Uh, that
0: guy would. That guy would agree with you.
1: So, so we all yeah, agree. Big Garrett
0: Wilson
2: fantasy.
1: We we all agree. Burrow's up next. He's gonna be the highest paid player in NFL history, right?
2: Yeah, um, it's a shoot. for
1: a few days. Uh, all right, so we're talking about we we we're going from prosperity and money and riches to bankruptcy and despair and nothing left of what was the what Bill Walton would call the conference of champions. What they are is the conference of records. now. My God, can they get on TV? Hell, we wouldn't even put on reckless speculation at this point. <laughs> um, so, so look, there's there's rumors out that, well, but there. Well, no longer rumors, Colorado is going Gone. to the Big 12. There, yep, that,
0: that happened. It, it's it's it been
1: approved. Uh, it has been approved since we wrote our agenda this morning. Yep. It's been approved. Uh, rumors of Oregon and Washington, the Big Ten, Big 12, looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. Um, Stanford and Cal m- may be out there uh, on their own nerding out about ACT scores. So uh, I guess Big Ten guys, I'll go to you first. Uh, Tom, uh, do you think Oregon and Washington come to the Big Ten?
0: I, I think it's a guarantee. The um both of them or
1: Oregon, I I think, think, I th- Oregon's automatic, well, I think.
0: Well, this this kind of um this picture that, that was released on don't call it Twitter, call it X uh the, <laughs> the other day. Uh I I firmly believe this tells a story. Some think it's they just maybe signed a home-and-home home agreement. Uh, the caption read, big things ahead. So this is my my guess that at least Oregon's going. Uh, and now with Colorado uh, officially gone to the Big 12, I think it's almost a guarantee that Washington's going to jump ship with them because they know that uh, the likelihood of getting anywhere that they want to go will
1: probably not happen in the Pac-12. Uh, and so, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think Oregon and Washington are a package deal. Um, Brandon, i go to you. So what worries me as an SEC fan is the Big Ten is – they're not necessarily – like I think the SEC's got a stronger foothold on college football – but the Big Ten is being more aggressive, and they are getting it. They're they're expecting, and, and we'll talk about Florida State in a second. The, the Big Ten is moving quickly. They're moving quickly, and they're taking big market
2: teams. Yeah, and that's that's the key. So uh, you know they're drawing more attention. Uh, it's you know the Power Five's done for yeah. what it was. Um, so now it's you know thank god that the playoff expansion is going to happen you know for the Big 12 and some of the smaller guys but it's it's going to be SEC Big 10 that's it those are the two dominant there's going to be you know three or four teams from each conference in the playoffs every year and it's whoever's left can try and beat them so uh, no they're they're making moves they're making splashes <sighs> Like I said, big market teams not necessarily qual. You know, quality. I think the SEC still got a little nudge up on that. On some of the teams are getting, but uh, I'll still take it.
1: Well, I mean, if if Oregon and jo- Oregon and Washington join, they they like with the map, they essentially go the like the entirety corner, entirety, coast, corner to yes, corner, entire yeah. coast, yeah. And so it is SEC, they've cornered themselves in this market. While it's the, it's all, this may be a crazy kind of analogy. I'm just saying, it's almost like Apple and Android. Like Apple is like got, like SEC is like Apple in their corner and Android's like, we're going out everywhere all around you and we'll see who wins. And, um, but that, but it, yeah. It's the Big Ten is like,
0: beating the SEC to the punch. They're they're yes. kind of setting the trend, and yeah. the, the SEC is proactive.
3: following suit.
1: Yeah, well, no. I, well, I texted today. Like whenever they said Florida State's up for grabs, I was like, I think the Big Ten's going to get them before the SEC is going to be slow because they've got to deal with Florida and all these these essentially just nonsense stuff. Where the Big Ten is moving, they're like, hey, no, we'll grab that too. We'll they already in.
0: have the TV contract to back it up. No, yes. we got a
3: spelling. We got a spelling component in our conference, and uh, I think Florida State's more suited for uh, the SEC. <laughs> you guys don't uh, just sign your name, and that's how you get into most schools, right?
1: Uh, so, so Roz, what, what, what the, the the Pac-12 has been your conference? <laughs> We've talked ad nauseum. Larry Scott just killed this one. They, I mean, he, he murdered. The Pac twelve. Just T V Rise, just I can't I can't I can't remember anything in sports that has failed like this from an, an advantageous sad point to nothing.
3: Yeah, he was the devil. Um by the way, they they'll always be the conference of champions because it includes a lot of warm weather sports like beach volleyball, every swimming event. So Stanford, USC and UCLA are like one, two, and three and total championships. That's what he's referring to. Obviously not football, but anyways. Yeah. For those that don't know, Larry Scott was the former, we call him tennis, Larry. He was the biggest idiot ever. That's why you can't get the PAC 12 network. I mean, I had to pay 50 bucks a month for sling TV just so I can get that the network Um, long story short, he had signed a 12 year deal at the time and that was the dumbest shit ever and it completely prevented them from renegotiating any new deals um i can go on and on about larry scott even espn offered to bail them out three years ago taking them to tier one distribution rights and larry scott said no um the first thing the new commissioner did was get out of the lease that larry scott had in a high rise in downtown san francisco that's like only New York City would be more expensive real estate. Like just a total waste of money. Put it in a fucking trailer in fucking Kansas. Nobody cares. Um, but <laughs> really sure, it, it allowed the Big Ten and Kevin Warren at the time to, to come in and be super proactive. And r- speaking on this, you know, I always thought Kevin Warren wanted Oregon and Washington in at the time. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten presidents... And whatnot weren't ready. They, I think they were intimidated. It was a lot. Logistically, USC and UCLA were gonna have to fly millions of miles. You know, what about teams flying out, playing the two? You know, it just makes sense to add two more schools for a lot of different reasons. And to add the four corner institutions of the Pac-12, the entire West Coast. Is brilliant and it is coast to coast, much like reckless speculation. And um, you know, there these are intelligent schools and, and and just there's gonna be so much going for them and and different markets. And the last thing I will say is that right now the big 10 schools are projected to take in from the TV deal seven years, 77 billion, about 62 and a half million. When USC and UCLA join. 80 to 110 million I think adding Oregon and Washington now you're not adding the LA markets would probably be another 20 million right now the Pac 12 Pac 10 or Pac 9 conference when Colorado leaves <laughs> is estimated to make about 30 million per school wow a 100 million dollar difference annually could be the case for schools joining the Big Ten versus the Pac Nine,
1: and so, and Oregon,
0: uh, Oregon joining the Big Ten makes sense. Sorry to cut you off, uh, Robbie.
1: No, no, but, no, go ahead.
0: But who's who? What is Oregon Nike, and what is the you know the pinnacle yeah. in gear in in college sports Nike? You bring that
3: namesake into the conference.
2: So I'm saying, big hitter, money. Money. Yep. Big, big market,
3: tradition, picturesque. I mean, the yeah. last two schools, the Big Ten added were Rutgers and Maryland, so yeah. in that sense, you know, you're just opening an entirely new, new window. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, w- I would say this is the first time I can remember that n- not necessarily the SEC's worried, but they're on their toes thinking, what's happening right now? And We've got to fit what 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 kind of punches are we throwing? Because the Big Ten is the aggressor in this fight, and they're saying, "Hey, we if we and and this if they get Oregon and Washington, then it is almost almost Miami and Florida State are a half to, and North Carolina North Carolina now is the biggest piece I think in this puzzle. Yeah, North Carolina and then.
2: Or Notre Dame, Notre Dame, I, Notre Dame. Is like think,
1: they're never joining anything. I, I just they're don't girls. think. I don't, I, I don't think Notre Dame moves a TD market yeah. at all. Like no,
2: they. they got their own
1: they're channel. in their own
2: little bubble, man. Like you,
1: really? yeah. it's just right.
2: It's it's weird. It's just like they're never gonna, yeah. and they'll be fine. They'll always be right there and pre-ranked, uh, overrated, and you know.
1: <laughs> but like like but I, I, I think I, I think for the SEC, Florida State, Miami. In North Carolina and maybe North Carolina State, they're a must. You got to get them because because the Big Ten is surrounding. You. It's like settlers yeah. of Catan or like the, well, like the think, Big Ten surrounding you.
2: I think the SEC just they were like we're top dog. Like they kind of took their time in this and they're like vetting people and uh, you know it's they started to make waves and people started talking and speculation and reckless speculation and also of Big Ten starts making moves and now. What you're saying is that SEC's like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe we need to start uh, pushing some of this through pretty quickly.
0: And, and now the Big Ten, uh, they've been advertising for Big Ten Saturday night on Peacock. Those commercials have already been yeah. starting to go yeah. out. So they're they're really pushing it. Do,
1: do, do y'all think the Big Ten goes up for State?
3: It would make sense mm. to get that part of the country It it would still feel like one of those I Florida mean, schools will end up in the big 10.
1: Well, if Florida, so state, if Florida state Miami end up, then you have literally You're surrounded. circled the sec. Yep. Yeah. So I, that's I, the, that's where, I think the, the big 10, point. I think the big 10 does go after those schools. Yeah. That's Like, Florida doesn't want to because they don't want – like, that's the thing with the SEC schools is there's so much power in those presidents. Like, oh, you can't have Clemson because South Carolina's in there. You can't have Florida State because Florida can't have Miami. And then now it's like, well, these policies are now this kind of almost like Southern homegrown
3: yeah policies
1: eating, eating yourself up because you're losing everything.
3: Just well, take the any- top fifty schools that make the most money and fucking split them in half and have two conferences: the Big and the and the SEC, and that's it. Like well, that's, that's essentially going what's
2: going to happen. Yeah. and there's going to yeah, be the Big Twelve, exactly, and they're going to yeah. be happy that there's you know a twelve-team or fourteen-team playoff, whatever it's going to.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. So. Yeah, we're not talking about San Diego State, Raj. That's stupid. All right, hey, so. I'm- they
3: said no to the pack 12 yeah that's yeah. for you
1: that, they that's stood for an invite for the pac 12 yeah that says you, a lot echoes. um all right so mlb trade that trade deadline um angels say they're holding on to otani all in i like it i don't know what else you're gonna do i like that st- stance um Anything else you guys are looking at for the trade deadline? I'm gonna pass it off to Raj and then Tom. Brandon, I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm gonna a quick drink. I'll be right back. Tom, you want to go? You want to go first?
0: Uh, sure. I'll 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 go. Um, I think I think it's good. And I and I sat here last week and I I said Otani would not get moved. I, I really felt like uh Artie Moreno was really, really determined to try and make a deal and get him re-signed. Whether he does or not is is to be determined. Did, to be determined. But I think this is an indication that he's telling Shohei like, "Hey, I believe in you. Believe in me. Uh, I believe in this team with Mike Trout coming back and what they just did to my Detroit Tigers."
3: Oh, oh! And just, just, you. just for a reference, Shohei. just Shohei did that to you guys. Shohei, picked. him what he, Pitt, tell him what he
0: Sho- did. Shohei pitches game one. He pitches his first complete, first complete game in his career. One hit. They win six 0 Game two. What does he do? Not one, but two home runs. He's the greatest baseball player to ever live. Ever you, live. You can't. I mean, I watched a video this week. People were like talking about you know him and Babe Ruth. It it is it is not even close. He's the no. greatest baseball player I have ever seen in my life. And in fight terms me, of ability, fit, it's
3: not even close. Bay not even close. Kids. He pitched. for like three years or so.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't sorry, dominant. Continue. He wasn't dominant like Shohei is. But yeah. um, so I think that just made this trade deadline very lackluster. And I'll, I'll put some moves that were made. Uh, your your Dodgers bringing back Kike, and they go after Ahmed Rosario, give up Syndergaard. So that really doesn't tell you a whole lot how they felt about him. But um. I think this is what it is. Uh, This deadline is really going to be ho-hum because the big prize has now been taken off the table. And um, you know what? I I really like what the Angels did here. Uh, I I think when it's all said and done, uh, the Angels are going to be the winner of the trade deadline. Just for the fact that they're keeping Otani and um, they're going to go and make a push. They're only, what, three games out of a wild card. Still a long ways to go. And if they can get Trout back in this, the playoff push of September, which that's what they're looking at. Um, You know, they, they got Lucas Giolito last night, so I can see some more moves being made, but Raj, what is your feelings towards the trade deadline this year?
3: You know, it's crazy that pretty shitty teams can get on like a five game winning streak and suddenly, like, they're buyers. And that's what happened with the Angels. Now, Angels fans hate Artie Moreno. His pride is their undoing. He wouldn't trade them to the Dodgers. The Dodgers should give them a farm system. Their farm system sucks. He wouldn't do it. The Angels go out and they pull Otani back. And that night, they make a deal for who is, for all intents and purposes, and practically speaking, in terms of a guy who's going to be a rental, the number one pitching Mm-hmm. Uh guy on the market in Giolito. He's gonna be there. Now he's from LA as well. But they gave up two of their top three prospects for Giolito, who's a hell of a pitcher. Yeah. But he's not even their number one, you know. Dylan Cease is. And it, it just seemed excessive, and it's gonna limit what more they can do. And that's the story of Artie Moreno. You know, he goes all in on these idiots. He buys high and sells low case in point. The Dodgers are very interested in orange County's own, uh, Nolan Arenado, also Matt Chapman who, uh, that blue Jays team, is a hell of a team, uh, Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado. For those that don't know, check our Twitter, but they played on the same team at El Toro high school and they have a combined wow. 13 gold gloves. Yeah. Uh, Arenado's two years older, but, um, Back to the Angels. The only guy that makes more money at third is Rendon, who the Angels paid almost $40 million, $38 million for, right after an MVP season. He's played in like 40 games. That's what they do. Their salary's all locked up. The odds of them signing Shohei are low. Um, but, you know, moving on, the White Sox are a team to definitely look at. You know, they have at least two more starters, three relievers, five or so position players. They can set themselves up a la, a la the Royals for a big run and the Cardinals. Um, you know, the Cardinals have some huge names. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Aaron Noto is suddenly he's under contract until 2026. But um, the reports are today the Dodgers are hard after him. Uh, I'd be ecstatic. Obviously, uh, probably more so need uh, Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty. They do two starting pitchers. Three relievers. Um, Another guy, Dylan Carlson, is a 24-year-old center fielder who uh, reportedly is available, who's uh, at his peak, is amazing. And along the same lines, now, after Otani's gone, the crown jewel uh, who at his peak was an MVP in 2019 is Cody Bellinger. And And he's playing good baseball the last month. You know, he's hitting – 312 with 15 home runs and 46 RBIs. I believe he uh, you know, as a Dodger fan, we knew we couldn't afford him, but in 2019, he was the MVP hitting 305 with 47 home runs and an OPS off the charts. Uh, The year after he hit 165, his OPS was in the 500s this year. His OPS is 905 or something. So he's Mm -hmm. doing everything and he is by far the number one target um, it screams Yankees at this point. The Cubs could win a bunch in a row in a very winnable division. Yeah. And,
0: and the Yankees uh, are in last place in the East right now. So
3: Yeah. And, you know, I, I it, those two teams, though, the White Sox and Cardinals uh, and Bellinger, I think is where you need to focus on. Um, where I like where do you think – what do you think about my
0: uh, – all-Star representative Michael Lorenzen, he's also a SoCal kid. Uh he's looked really good since the All-Star break. Um uh, as the representative, I think he's 2 and 0 since uh the break. Um His name I've heard quite a bit. I've heard Erod although he's really looked uh, up and down the last couple starts, but I I look at two or three Tigers that probably won't be Kerry Carpenter. I've heard his name a lot of a lot of teams looking after him. Uh big left handed hitter play right field. So um yep. I think this team in Detroit will be a little bit different. But um, you know, my uh Terry Sloan chiming in, you know, with, you know, he's already he's already all in on the Thor. Uh I, I think that's an indication that they're going all in for um the division Jordan. in a very winnable, in a very winnable um central
3: division. So Dude, I was ecstatic to get rid of Syndergaard. He's done. He has got nothing left in movement. He he got hurt in his blister. Um, his signature pitches aren't anything. You know, we got we needed help at shortstop. We got a guy that um in Rosario who's not as good of a fielder as the starter Miguel Rojas, but, but he can uh, hit a guy with X ex, like exceptional speed. He's a played outfield, he's been DH, which to us just quickly. Uh, means that Will Smith doesn't have to DH to spell J.D. Martinez. So Austin Barnes, who's the nem- devil, doesn't have to play. Um, we're going after versatility, which is what we do. Uh, you know, Cleveland, they'll just a long history of, uh, of selling guys high. But at the same token, you have to wonder how many times they've been in this position, even a better position and sold. Um, So it would be odd for me to go for it. I don't see them as going for it in Kindergarten. They're dumping his salary. He's on a one-year, $13 million deal. He's off the books. They're not going for it at all.
1: All right. So let's move on to one of the most fascinating stories of the week, which is the clown show car of the NCAA (laughs) keeps marching on um, with this ridiculous authority they think they have. Uh, So for those who don't know, in a nutshell, Tom lives this. I think I'm going to say it right. If I I misspeak, Tom will correct me. Uh, 2019... or no, no, maybe it was the COVID-19 protocol. So in 2020, there was a recruiting shutdown, and Jim hawbar took some recruits or players out, paid for two burgers, and uh, then the NCAA came in and said that's impermissible. He lied to them. They asked him again. They lied to him again, blah, blah, blah. Is that semi-accurate, Tom?
0: Yeah, cheeseburgers. Cheese, all, all this, all this over two
3: cheeseburgers.
1: Yeah, so so the NCAA is prepared to levy a four-game suspension for lying over cheeseburgers. So, my question to you, Tom, as a Michigan person, um, what is stupider, the NCAA or lying to the NCAA? How about
3: using the word stupider? It's not a word. <laughs>
1: Dumbass I mean I, you can say dumber <laughs> if you want to, but you More know
3: stupid you dingus.
1: Yeah, well, you can say dumber. Well, well Ross remember sense of stupider.
2: He,
0: yeah, he we we are in SEC country now, that's what we're talking no, about.
2: The,
1: here,
3: so. no, and he's my attorney. Great.
2: Yeah.
1: Obviously you don't get irony when you're talking about what's stupider, you want to use this the improper language yes, of stupid. Yes.
3: That was your intention. <laughs> Irony. Well done. Yeah.
1: Man. Oh yeah. You dumb or dumber or stupid more stupid. Yeah. I have a dictionary in the
2: bathroom right now. Like, what's the echo <laughs> going on? <laughs> he's gone.
0: I I'll say this: If anyone has watched this show previously, they'll know my my stance on Jim Harbaugh. I am not a fan. I never have been a fan. I think he's an egotistical maniac. But that being said, he's the coach of. The football team that I root for, so there's that. Um, I think this is this is definitely a black mark on the NCAA, especially looking at uh, how the punishment they handed Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, just vacating wins from a, a season that was lousy to begin with, from a lousy coach. But that that with you know uh, on the flip side,
1: didn't know this was happening. Didn't.
0: Um. Why lie? Why lie? Is it a situation where he knew he was in violation? Um, He should have been clean. I I feel like uh, the NCAA gave him another opportunity to tell the truth. He did not. So I I think this is a situation where they both look bad here. Um, The NCAA looks bad because they're being petty as F. And Harbaugh looks bad in the sense that – Dude, you just bought a couple cheeseburgers. And I know Tim says it's 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 more than just cheeseburgers, but he's a Buckeye fan, so he's he's going down that rabbit hole uh, hey, nah, uh, nah, of, nah. of Buckeye easy, Twitter. Easy
2: on my boy Tim. Easy on well, my boy Tim. If anybody
0: was paying attention to Buckeye Twitter, they were saying that uh what Harbaugh did was worse than what Trestle did, which is a joke. But anyways, I think well, they're both to blame. I I mean well, I'm not he's not innocent in this at all uh for lying, but if it was just cheeseburgers, he says, Yeah, I, b- I bought a couple of kids or a couple of youngsters cheeseburgers. What's the big deal?
1: Well, t- Tom, I want to I I, let me know this. This is what I'm curious about. Is this more Michigan accepting this punishment than Harbaugh? Because, hey, uh, you can, you can love Michigan, you can hate Michigan. It is still one of the top public universities in the country. Yeah. So is this more of a student conduct, professor conduct kind of thing, or is this just Harbaugh on his own? Is this NCAA saying this is what you're going to do? What's the word on campus? Uh,
0: I think this is the university getting ahead of it, uh, kind of taking responsibility or accountability before it gets really blown out of proportion. Um, and and it, it, as you see, they're, they're negotiating the first four games of the season, which um, you could bring – myself or uh, my good buddy rich jasper out of the stands of the big house and put us on the sidelines and they'd yeah. they'd win those games so um, but, it's well, it's it's just it's stupid
1: all right before we go to brandon let's show the video
4: well we, I, the number of times i've asked you questions about jim harbaugh i can't even count them anymore what do you think of this one uh, let's start with the NCAA. It, it's it's beyond a clown show, Greeny. It is a clown show, and the fact that that they would sanction him for this uh, you know, is really beyond the pale. I mean, essentially, he he's accused of buying somebody a hamburger and then not telling the truth about it. I mean, I, I Greeny, don't eject me out of my seat here, but but I'm starting to respect Jim Harbaugh for for standing firm and and refusing to go down the NCAA's path this could have been over with a long time ago, but Harbaugh would not admit he lied. Uh, And and because the NCAA is so backwards and so antediluvian, uh, they they ended up with with this agreement. Uh, In the end, the NCAA has no jurisdiction over anyone or anybody, and and they can't push things too far because the the schools will take them to court, and the NCAA maybe will lose. But in the end, uh, I I think Jim Harbaugh looks really good here, and this might be my final broadcast ever uh, on this earth. (laughs)
1: Uh, Brandon you're obviously a no Jim Harbaugh fan Um, Like, why is this even a thing and uh, you went through the Jim Trestle era Uh, I went through the Bruce Pearl era which I'll talk to after this thing about the NCAA and their injustice Mm -hmm. but what do you think about how this compares obviously the the NCAA has way less power than they had with Jim Trestle Way less than they had with that Bruce Pearl, but where does this where does this kind of stand overall in your mind? This is this is so stupid. This is this is like the tug at the
2: last strings here for the NCAA, yeah. and I think you know they're gonna comply and you know pacify the NCAA. It, it's just ridiculous. Cheeseburger. I mean, come on. We've got nil going on right now. And you can't buy kids' cheeseburgers. Yeah, like this is so stupid. Like I don't even know why it's a discussion. We're giving this more momentum by talking about it because it's so stupid. I I just I don't get the NCAA. Right. It, now. I, I don't even know it, why they're still
1: here. Not to mention
2: of, outside well, of yeah. basketball, they should not even
1: be well, in football. Well, Tom, Tom, I'm gonna ask you because like you listen to more D- Detroit radio. Has it been brought out that it was just a cost analysis? Because, like, if I'm in Michigan, if I'm Michigan, if I'm the University of Michigan, I'm saying we will sue the NCAA and we'll win, but it's going to cost us probably five to ten million dollars in legal fees versus just sit it out right now and then maybe more, maybe 20 million. I don't know what legal fees are on billable hours now, but that's that's expensive. You're a lawyer.
2: (laughs) Well I, I have to go to court.
0: <laughs> there really hasn't been any any um <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh uh, breaking news, folks. Uh we get another uh brilliant comment by a buckeye here. Michigan's elite. Man, he's he's a closet Michigan fan. Uh, uh a couple of weeks ago on our show, he predicted Mich- the Michigan University of Michigan to win the Big Ten. But anyways, um uh,
1: so, right.
0: there oh. hasn't been any talk about what Michigan's gonna do. I think it it's it's really been um
2: they first perceived negatively
0: here, yeah like it's no big deal anyway, and so. and not to mention Sharon Moore and then a, and a defensive coach as well uh, suspended one game but i mean let's not let's not forget here these kids had already committed to Michigan um it was not recruiting time uh, and they just were in Ann Arbor just to visit the school. It was, I mean, so I mean you can look at it in so many uh, ways. And, yeah.
1: So I I just want to remind everyone if they don't know, uh, Bruce Pearl, who I'm not a Bruce Pearl forgiver. Like I, I I'm a Rick Barnes guy. But Bruce Pearl a
2: Bruce Pearl fan
1: at one time. I know I, I like Bruce Pearl. I do. I do like Bruce Pearl. I like Darren, him. Aaron
2: Kraft him. ruined your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> Bruce Pearl had a barbecue at his house. Then simply came and asked about it. He lied. He got a three-year show call Three years. He can't coach again. The same thing Jim Harbaugh just did.
0: Do you think? Do you think that punishment came from his sketchy past? Uh, he's kind of known to be a little.
1: Oh.
2: Oh,
1: a little bit. 100%. 100%. And, and, and you know also, who's a stand
2: up model citizen? Is Aaron Kraft. He did not lie. He said, Yes, oh, I God. did have a barbecue. Uh, uh,
1: and, 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 and Tennessee is Tennessee's all, even though, Rosacea face. <laughs> even though we are a, we are a partner he gets with, a with ESPN, apparently everyone hates Tennessee. And so we get the shit in the stick. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless we're almost at our boys. Uh, let's talk about how to make people money. You like money, don't you, Tom?
0: Yes, I do. It's time for Bet Your Nuts.
1: Writing this stuff down so I can remember it. All right. Bet nuts, kids! We give you the picks to let you get rich. Um, I've been on a cold streak, so I'm going to go first because I think I'm going to break this going last streak. <sighs> <laughs> Kyle Larson.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> it's got to be a NASCAR reference. Yeah, Blaney or Larson? It's Blaney. No, or Larson. no,
1: no, oh, no, no, no. So um, I got Christopher Bell, number Titans
2: twenty in the AFC South.
1: Number number 20, I feel like he's ready. Seven to one. Christopher Bell, number 20. He's good at this track. At this point, I don't even know. Just pick a number and just roll the wheel around. We're playing roulette, kids. <laughs> hey Brandon, what do you got?
2: <laughs> Put it all on 20.
1: Uh,
2: I'm going to go back to the 3M open here. I'm sticking with golf because I don't know much else going on right now. Because uh, that's what everyone's watching. Yeah, no one's watching the 3M Open, but that's okay. Uh, If you want to make some money, though, Tony Finau is going to finish in the top five. He's plus 200 right now. Uh, And I think he's like seventh or eighth or something right now. Uh, I like Tony Finau to finish in the top five. Justin Thomas, man, I really want to bet on this kid. He's struggling right now. So uh, I almost wanted to bet on him to miss the cut. But he's at minus two, so he'll probably make it. He's not doing any, any big waves this week.
1: All right, Raj, welcome back. What do you want to bet on? Be on time?
2: <laughs> oh, we could bet on that next
1: week. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. that's the biggest free money of all time. <laughs> I know, um, yeah, no
3: shit, dude. I am going to take, you know, I'm going to, this is a pretty close line right now. is, Texas at – and I'm going to jinx myself because I've been on fire with baseball lately, Um, only on Fridays. But one reason why is each time I've talked about the Cubs' Justin Steele and he's pitched the last, like, two or three Fridays. But um, my go-to is Moneyline San Diego, even though I hate them, against Texas uh, because Joe Musgrove is unconscious. And uh, Joe Musgrove starting the over-unders eight. I don't want to touch that. Um, But Dane Dunning, uh, the Dodgers lit him up. He's got a nice record, nice ERA, but he doesn't have the stuff. So take Musgrove in the money line. Um, Oh, the Cubs are playing the Cardinals, and it's undecided. Damn it. So usually I bet on Justin Steele, but I'll go with big ears. Joe Musgrove. Just take the money line, though.
1: It's a lot of that's uh, a nice thousand words to say, too. Got it. Uh, Tom, what I you provide
3: got information? I don't want to be stupider than others.
1: <laughs> stupid is not a word, dum-dum
3: Oh, <laughs> well,
4: I Terry Sloan, Terry Sloan,
0: but... uh, correct, Terry Sloan corrected, uh, uh, most Robbie there. That's uh, most stupid. <laughs>
3: Or more stupid.
0: And that's coming from a buckeye, so hey, so, Or
1: sorry. the stupidest. Yeah, no, at some point at some point, guys, you have to let let, let people know are you still listening or not? Cuz
4: so was you, ironically. At, the,
1: at the end no end of the show, you gotta throw a most stupid in there, like or stupider or oh someone's still watching. Thanks, Terry. <laughs> By
3: the way, I was being ironical, movie anyone? Goodwill hunting, Robin Williams. <laughs> Hello.
1: Hmm. All right, Tom.
0: I, I'll Enjoy. go here. Uh, and and did anybody uh, take advantage of your uh, your your guarantee a couple weeks ago, Brandon? Um,
2: I hope not. Or I,
0: I mean, uh, Robbie. Robbie. My bad,
3: Robbie. Uh, the <laughs>
2: hunter did, did, did. I like give a, a guarantee. Yeah, no. Robbie.
3: Robbie <laughs> did. Uh, I had that wrong. So. Robbie um, gives guarantees oh. every day. Yeah.
1: So So I'm I'm going to. I forget him as the week goes along.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, I am going to stay in my hometown as a uh, first time season ticket holder of the Mm. Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm agreeing with Tim here. They're going to win the North. DraftKings has them at plus 140. Put all the money you can down on the lovable Leos the Pontiac Pussycats, do we have
1: Lions. Do we have an 80% refund guarantee?
0: Tim, uh, are you going to put a, uh, a guarantee?
1: 100% refund. 100% uh,
0: refund. Uh, he'll, he'll put it on there. I guarantee you he will. Um,
1: I'm breaking out my checkbook. Get ready.
0: <laughs> but, yes, I, I, hope I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm all over the, uh, the Honolulu Blue and... Uh, silver kool-aid i'm on the, uh the, eating all the cornbread i believe in this team uh i think the division is theirs to lose i don't i don't think uh jordan loves ready and i think minnesota has has done uh a disservice to themselves by giving up delvin cook and i i in in some pieces on defense so i think the lions uh, it's it's right for the taking
1: all right boys final thoughts uh Tom pretty much guaranteed if you bet on the Lions that you they'll give you money back. I'm taking them up on that. Um, final thoughts. We are uh, are what about a month and a half from NFL football. So, it's getting real. Tom, final thoughts besides retracting your bet of your 100% guarantee. <laughs> hey, uh
0: I am not retracting my bet uh Oh, this is this is a bold statement. Beating the Chiefs twice this year—that would mean uh, in the Super Bowl. Whoo, that's uh
1: lofty. Hey, hey, what's uh, Tim drinking? Tim, what are you Tim, drinking?
2: Tim, he's a Buckeye fan too. He, uh, yeah, fan. yeah. Tim, hey, I like the Tim. Tim, Tim, fire Tim, fire
1: Tim is though. on thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> I like him.
0: <laughs> Tim, Tim should be in bed. He has to get up for work in the morning.
1: But, no, uh, no, no, Tim, go to work drunk. <laughs> keep keep the party going. <laughs>
0: Uh, Nine-year-olds in the room right now, by the way. Okay, okay. Um, need, my final, my final water. words. My final word I'll say is masterpiece, and that's what I witnessed on Monday night with the movie Oppenheimer. Uh, uh, the the it. better half in myself really went to see it. Um, oh, the best movie I've seen in probably the last five years. Wow, just nice. absolute brilliant. Christopher Nolan is a master of st- telling stories through his cinematography, through the music, through the sounds. I mean, when you, when you break it all down, this movie is about the atom bomb and it's about the people involved in making it on face value. Very boring. He makes this movie feel like it's the dark night. It has a very dark night feel. Um, and if is the, Oak Ridge, the, the can-
3: Tennessee focused on, the, is there, any they remember? mentioned Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge
0: Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. They mentioned Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Um, the casting for this movie was spot on. And if it doesn't win every single award possible, then the Motion Picture Association is 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 the funk because this movie clearly, was clearly you haven't
1: seen Barbie.
0: Uh, and I'm not gonna <laughs> see Barbie. The uh, the better half saw Barbie and was uh, eh, hit or miss on it, but um no. Oppenheimer, do yourself a favor, find the biggest screen you can if you can find it in IMAX. If not, find it in like some of the some of the other theaters have like these like epic big screens. Uh, watch it, go see it,
3: Robbie. Roz? 10:55 a.m. in IMAX. I've been trying to see it the last two days, but the stupid thing called work has gotten in the way.
1: Because Tom mm-hmm. told me
3: that I was like, "Oh, I want to go, dude." Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I got. I actually have work to do during days. Yeah, I can't see that.
3: Right. All right, Raj. Final thoughts. Uh. Two warnings, number one, my nine-year-old and I, who usually is asleep, he's right here. We were looking for the Dodger game just now for like 30 minutes and uh, yeah, they're not playing tonight. So uh, we were in Apple and streaming and cursing platforms and uh, the Pac-12 network and just, you know, number one, make sure you know that your teams are playing. Uh, Number two is a (laughs) bit more serious. You know, when it comes to Brawny and other kids, uh, you know, have a plan of action, an emergency action plan, whatever that may be. Um, And and really, step one is just paying attention. And and, and that's not obviously uh, as uh, set in stone, if you will, as having an action plan. But any irregularities in your kids, uh, if they say, you know, back in the day, unless they were bleeding or something was falling off. No big deal, but, you know, lightheadedness. Uh, My kid is gets stuff in his mind, so I don't like him hearing this, but the regular heartbeat, uh, fast breathing, slow breathing, anything, you know, it's worth just at least taking him aside and assessing the situation. Because both of those two kids at USC, if they were not at USC surrounded by three, and then after Vince, I think they had six or seven medical professionals, and trainers, they'd be dead at 19 years old. Yeah.
1: Well said. Brandon?
2: A um, little little uh, stir up in the NFL with Joe Burrow getting carted off today. Um, I hope it's not as serious as what we've heard or what the speculation is. Uh. Thoughts and prayers with him on a quick recovery. Hopefully, he can still start day one. But from what I've heard and the speculation, it doesn't sound good. So, um, man, that that's gonna suck if if he's not quarterbacking uh, for the Bengals. So,
3: yeah. Oh, it's it's a at at the best. It's a month. Uh, it, that looked. Worse, it, it didn't look moderate. It looked severe, and I would fully yeah. expect, you know. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't look good, man. Money.
2: It just sucks for football and him. And he's on a, it He's about to get this big contract, and you know,
3: sucks. And it sucks man, for people coming up to draft more than yeah. two weeks before the start of the regular season.
1: <laughs> well, so here are my final words will end the show on this, ladies and gentlemen. It's it. The- end of July, end of a July show. Um, Each of you have been great and we have made this summer entertaining and I can't express to you how good the next four months are going to be. Football season it is going to be fantastic. Stick with us, follow us. I promise it's going to be great entertainment and There's bickering, there's gambling, there's fantasy football implications. There's everything that is coming for you. So if you stuck with us through this summer, uh, the summer is tough for every show. Uh, I think we made entertainment, but I promise you, it's to the moon after this. Uh, We have about about a month left, and it's going to be great.
3: I'd argue the summer was our highlight because – we're four that are fairly smart individuals, and we have different opinions from different parts of the country. And there was a lot going on this year, man. A lot of stuff this summer.
1: Yeah, and, we've had uh, worse summers for sure. Yeah, dude, we had a football, lot to talk about. Talks for sure,
3: about football, but we we bring a different stance, dude. And I'm proud of that. Yep.
1: All right. Well, we're signing off. Thank you for watching. Subscribe, like if you want to send us messages. Tom does all that. And then um, after that, <laughs> we will be back next Thursday. And then we have football coming around the corner, NFL preview, college football preview, and, of course, for get you, Rich. Thank you. Signing off, everyone.
0: Uh, we got uh, football next week, too, with the Hall of Fame game. So watch oh, out.
1: Whoa, whoa. Is that, wait, is that on Thursday?
0: That's next week, yes.
1: Oh, cool. okay. We'll edit the show. Maybe Wednesday night uh, next week. Or, Maybe. or watching the game live. Who knows? We are not
3: changing the show for the freaking Hall of Fame. Oh, no, <laughs> to your I'll, wa-
1: I'll, I'll go solo watching the Hall of Fame game. I love I have it. to check my travel put that, schedule.
3: But uh, that sh- I, Tim's right. I, I think it's Friday. Is it put Friday or? You, yeah. Dude, I'll background. watch the Hall
1: of Fame game by myself, and I'll just broadcast mm-hmm. it if I have yeah, to. There, there Rod, you you you're a, Rod, you're a loser. He'll be at likes. You can I find him it in the it. corner at okay. Mike's. Oh,
4: it's Thursday
3: at 8 p.m. Yeah. I like and it's him, it's, and I know what he says, but it, yeah, it's, it's my dad's
0: time. It's the Jets and Brownies. So um Will Negan oh. play on on uh, next week? We'll see.
1: Hey Terry, how did you how did you raise your son to like the only team that's worse than the team you like? <laughs> That's a legitimate question. I don't understand how right, We should sign
2: off now. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're <laughs> out of here.
1: No, no, no. I was asking Terry about Tom. <laughs> is Terry like Good the brown? Guy. Tom? Tom's like a lion. Dad, Good
0: Dad's man. an Ohio guy, so our,
2: our host has D. I like Ray. your dad. I don't know how you're for son watching.
3: From the tree, <laughs> let's rock!
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter. TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers.